my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, at the end of last week's episode, I couldn't really decide what I was going to make my choice, but I knew I wanted to make it something a little bit scary. So what are we going to look at this week? Well, Dave, we're going for the 2002 supernatural horror film, The Ring. Now, what do you remember about this one, Chris? Because we're kind of up at the upper limits of kind of the VHS era. I think we said it was 2005, wasn't it, where DVDs finally outsold VHSs. So this one was 2002. What do you remember about this one? Well, I think, as you say that, Dave, the fact that the whole movie's based on a VHS itself, um, it would have been, we could have exonerated that as well. But I remember not wanting to watch it. You know, I'm the biggest horror movie shit house. I remember Sam saying to me, I want to watch this ring. And the guy at work who used to do the um, dodgy DVDs got me a perfect copy. And I was like, Oh, fucking. And I remember having it for ages, putting it off. And like, Sam would be like, what are we watching? And be like, uh, Garfield and Friends, some shit, <laughs> anything not to watch it. And then when I watched it, I actually didn't mind it. There's not, there's nothing in it that, like, for me, I'm an absolute hold the cushion behind my head, you know, in front of my face type person. I'm an absolute coward. I mean, if I'm watching it with Sam, I'm digging my hands into a leg or into a shoulder or an arm. I'm absolutely coward for that jump. Even in the cinema, I'm terrible. Um, but but with this, I, I had quite good memories, Dave. I, I, I didn't remember all of it because I think I've only seen it once, but I think I may have seen the, the sequel as well, which I know was goddamn awful. But I think this one earned a lot of money and it was quite a big thing at the time because it was a different sort of horror movie. What about yourself, Dave? Yeah, I think similar to you, complete shit house with this stuff. I, I think, you know, this would have been about 2002, 2003 when I'd have watched it. I'm not sure I had a DVD player at that time, so I'm pretty sure I'd have watched this one on the VHS. It was that different style, though, wasn't it? Just that kind of Japanese kind of horror. And and we did have a few people reach out to us, didn't we, and say, you know, you, you should really watch Ringu, the original Japanese. That did come out in 98, I think it was, because it's far better. Now, I, I, I thought we could have done that, but ultimately, this is the one that I watched back in the day, so... I, Felt like we had to watch this one. Now, at the time, you know, I, I remember being quite scared of it. Watching back now, I'm not quite sure why I was, but I do think it was just that that very different style of horror. And and I'm not. It's almost not horror, really, is it? It's just it's mostly tense. You know, yeah. it's, it's just a it's more of a thriller kind of thing and the way it builds up and it builds up the fear. It's like the anticipation of the scare more so than the scare itself. But yeah, I would have been I'd have been in Altrincham back then, Chris, um, <laughs> think I'd have, thinking back to it now. So, yeah, no, it's good. Good memories of that. And um, yeah, I remember he had all sorts coming out after this, didn't you? You had The Grudge as well with Sarah Michelle Gellar, which I remember scared the shit out of me as well. So uh, yeah, all good, uh, all good 
sort of collection, you know, this this little corner, these Japanese horror type films, all good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and at the end of this one, Dave, we're probably going to uh, go into what we're going to do in the next couple of weeks. And it is a scary movie that I've actually picked, isn't it, Dave? We've got a, a we've actually got a listener one next week, but in a couple of weeks we've got a classic. So we'll mention that one at the end if you don't. And then we can at least the people listening can go over the next couple of reviews anyway. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that one. Mm. Isn't it listener choice next week? Yes, yeah, so it's listener choice, and then the week after is the one that we'd uh, talked right, about. Right, right, right. Okay. Part. We'll announce it at the end. We don't want to ruin this one if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we just have to figure out what our genre is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Cool. I've... Well, with that, Chris, should we go into our trailer? Let's go. Because that this videotape that kills you when you watch it. You start to play it, that's like somebody's nightmare. And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. And what they say is, you will die in seven days. Katie told you she was going to die. She told me. She said she didn't have enough time. Did you say that I'm gullible? No. Easily rattled? A little highly strung, maybe. I watched the tape. Seven days. I'm not gonna get all worked up over some rumor. Yeah, show it to me. Miss Keller, I'm bothered by these drawings. Why did you draw that house? She told me to. Who? Who told you to? She tells me things. Before you die, you see the ring. The images on the tape are leading us somewhere. She show you the horses? Don't you understand, Rachel? Tell me, Liz. What is it you think you know? Hello? Before you die, you see the ring. You see the ring. Now, in Seattle, we have teenagers, Katie and Becca, and they're discussing this legend. Now, Katie actually claims that she watched the tape a week ago. And so, minutes later, Katie is seen, uh, killed by an unseen force, and Becca is placed in the nuthouse, which probably isn't politically correct. Now, Chris, what do you make to the opening of this one? It's got, you know, I found quite interesting, Dave, and it may be because we've reviewed them quite close, but it's very dark, very like Seven in, in its sort of cinematography of it, the way it's shot, uh, very... I, I get what it's about. I get the idea behind the concepts of it because it does start a bit weak for me. I know this was, at the time was a bit of a cult classic, but the way the girls are just sat there and it's like, yeah, it's this take. And I'm, I'm thinking... It looks like a bit of a wind-up, almost like a scary movie parody of a start of a horror <laughs> movie. And then it goes into it, and obviously it's not. It's it's the truth. And I don't know. 
because I've not watched it for such a long time. And you might be right about watching the original Japanese version as well. That might be something we probably should have. I don't even know if I could get through it, to be honest, Dave, with the subtitles and that. But I know, I remember people saying when I first watched this that the Japanese one was a lot better. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a bad start. I just think it just leads into getting Naomi Watts in the way that the girl's mother at the funerals, like well, you just like Snoopy, don't you? You know, this is what you're into. And then Naomi Watts without any, like any questioning or anything. He's, he's at the fucking cabin renting a room and stuff. I just find that the way it moves, is a bit too quick for me and a bit, I don't know. It feels a bit empty. I, I, I can't work out what, how I felt. Maybe because I don't like the genre. And plus, Dave, I wasn't really shit. I was watching it in the daytime. I was in the gym. So <laughs> I don't know it was nice and bright and everything. So maybe, maybe that's why I wasn't hiding under the quilt when I went to bed. But I don't know. It's it's not my sort of thing. And I, I, and I think watching it, I kept I was expecting them jumps. And as the film just kept going on, thinking, oh, shit, there isn't really much jumping about it, other than at the yeah. end of the bit. I mean, what did you think of all Because I just found it very empty, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was very dark, wasn't it? Like, say, like Seven. But actually, it reminded me of Scream. You know, that ringtone with the, uh, the way the phone, the pitch of it. Yeah. It just sounded like when Drew Barrymore answers the phone at the beginning of Scream. Obviously, Scream was like 96, wasn't it? So again, I don't know if because... Had phone rings changed that much? You know, this is filmed in 2001, 2002-ish time, isn't it? So yeah. it seems a bit odd. But I thought it, it that fucking face on uh, Becca, though, when she's... Uh, not Becca, sorry. Katie's the one who's killed, isn't she? Yeah. Um, when they open, you know, and see the face, it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> that bit did scare me, to be honest. And then, yeah, it, it goes on to a bit of a, it's like an investigation, isn't it? Into what kind of happened from there. And so, yeah, I, I think Naomi Watts, you know, this is, again, peak Naomi Watts, isn't it? You know, this is, uh, she, we'd seen her in, uh, wasn't she in Tank Girl? Yeah. When she was a bit younger. <laughs> yeah, marvellous. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, um, yeah, I, I here you're getting all the kind of, um the pieces, you know, to to be put together. Now, Naomi Watts is, you know, she's playing Rachel. She ends up watching the tape. And it's a bit student filmy, isn't it? It's got loads of gruesome images. and um, But at the end of it, she gets a phone call. And that and is it, Scream, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, at the other end of the phone, you just hear seven days. Yeah, And then you're thinking, oh, now shit's getting real. You know, she's got seven days to figure this one out. Otherwise, she's going to end up like uh, like, like Katie. Yeah, I, I, th- I think what I found really bizarre, though, when she goes to the cabin, it's the fact that she turns around and he's like, we don't have satellite now, but we have a load of VHSs. And she immediately transfixes on this fucking video that's not in the case. And that is coincidentally... The video. She might have been getting fucking rerun of Cheers or Frasier or something, but no, it is the video. Of all the coincidences, Dave, come on. I mean, even that is fucking utterly preposterous. However, you're right, the video's horrible. I mean, like, the woman turning round and stuff like that, and obviously, every time she watches it, it seems to slightly change, doesn't it? Like, we had the thing with the fly later on where she picks it off the screen and yeah, all that, yeah. you know. So, so you're right, it, 
The reason I think I've, I felt a little bit like Severed is because of the investigation side of it. Obviously, there's yeah. no violence to that. I mean, that guy, a love interest, who's actually the father of a kid, he's Martin Henderson. Aiden. Played, um, is it Aiden? Aiden, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> it should do, shouldn't it? Um, he, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of the kid, Martin Henderson's uh, the kid. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got that wrong. Yeah, Aiden. Noah, so, Noah, yeah. And he's the dad. He's just like because that's why we said about the similarity scream. He's like um, David Arquette, isn't he? Juby, and they've just announced yeah. Stream Five as well, and and he's very oh, really? much yeah. They've just announced they're all coming back, so he he's very much like David Arquette's character. When he's not a cop, he's just a bumbling fool, isn't he? You know, he's he's got that sort of Calvin Klein look with this this slick back hair, and you know, it's, it's a look, Dave. I used to try and go for that haircut. And actually, I'm not far off at the moment, Dave, in lockdown. I can get the centre parting back, but it's not that long at the moment. But <laughs> it's coming back. I don't have that face, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Chris, in fucking lockdown, my hair is probably as long as it's ever been now. I, I, I noticed a lot of people have gone for, like, the clippers, haven't yeah. they? You know, they've gone proper fucking skinhead or brutal lawnmower job. I, I, I'm just... I, I want lockdown to be over, so I'm just like, right... Not cutting my hair, not even trimming it or anything until lockdown is done. That's my little hair protest. <laughs> <laughs> to who I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, he, he properly had the um, like the nineties haircut there, didn't he? So yeah, again, I don't know if a lot of it is deliberately nineties, you know, because like say the Japanese one was ninety eight, but uh, yeah, I mean. What do you make, though? I mean, Rachel starts, she's she's getting kind of haunted by these images and stuff, and like you say, and she finds out that uh, this Anna Morgan, who was a horse breeder, she ended up committing suicide, and um, she gets Aiden to, to make a copy of the tape. And, uh, you know, it, it's all... I remember watching it, and you're starting to think it's the parents, isn't it? Yes, Yes. You're thinking Anna and Brian Cox's character, they've just, you know, they've done something to this poor little girl. And, you know, we just, she's some kind of unsettled spirit, you know, who's killed in this violent way. And so, you know, Rachel, she's got to solve the crime to, you know, give the spirit peace. I, I remember thinking that all the way through this. Yeah, and, and you know what, Dave, I must admit, I am even questioning my own integrity when it comes to reviewing. Obviously, we're just two friends. We've done this for so long, reviewing like different movies, TV, everything. But the fact that our other podcast, Comics in Motion, the original podcast that we started over two years ago, uh, I've just given Ghost Rider an absolute amazing score <laughs> because I loved it. And this score's miles better. It's four of miles better in, in like around... 2002 in that it was like one of the films to watch one at the ring you've got to watch it psychological yeah. thriller a bit of horror and I'm thinking I fucking hate this but I'm thinking I'm looking at myself thinking you fucking scored Ghost Rider two days ago was a great movie <laughs> and I know it's bad and it's it's amazing isn't it how we can have a certain taste of a movie. I know VHS, you're always going to hold No Cheat, No Surrender against me. And we had like Bloodsport <laughs> last week. We, we reviewed Bloodsport. And we love that movie. Again, it, they shouldn't even be in the same bar, in a wheelbarrow, uh, in a wheelbarrow. Fucking wheelhouse. Wheelhouse even. That made more sense. But, but 
when you're watching something like this, just because it isn't my type of movie, I think sometimes you're sort of emotionally detached from it, aren't you? And I was watching the time watching this because I was thinking, this is an hour and 55, fucking hell. But I know when we put this out, um, in the next day or so, that people are going to be going, what a great film that is. And I was looking think, I bet they just think Chris is a right dick because he's just <laughs> sitting on it. But it's just not my type of film. Yeah, and I don't know, you know. I don't know if there's going to be that many people coming after us with this one. I, th- I think it's probably very much of its time, you know, this one. I, I think, like I say, it was so different at the time to anything else coming out of the West anyway. And then you had all these kind of copycat horror movies, you know, and that again, I still remember from the grudge and that it's the camera work. It's the way these bloody figures move and stuff that scares the shit out of me. And I was expecting when I came back to watch this one, I was expecting to see the same kind of camera work, but it, it wasn't there. And so you know, again, the the scary bits in this one. Well, there's pretty much only there's a couple of jump scares, isn't there, with uh, people with you know terrified faces on them, um, and then there's a scary bit at the end. I mean, you you essentially find out in following these breadcrumbs, you find out that um, Anna, you know, Anna Morgan, the woman who who committed suicide, um, had actually. Uh, adopted this girl who possessed the ability to psychically etch mental images onto the surfaces of minds. So a li- little bit of a, like kind of an X-Men type of thing, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, again, you, you just sort of, at this point, I'm still thinking, okay, it's, it's, it's still the parents, you know, they, they've been abusive or something. Um, and it, it's only really, well, I think when the, the tension ramps up a bit is when Noah watches the tape. Yeah. So, you know, Rachel, she's had a little nosebleeds and stuff. She, you know, she knows that time's ticking away. But when her son watches the video, it's like, oh, fuck this, you know? So she has to ramp it up there. But she ends up, um, uh, she goes, uh, what's what's Brian Cox's character name? Uh, Richard, uh, Richard Morgan. Yeah. yeah, so Richard, she goes to see him, and he, he's a grumpy old fucker, isn't he? So again, it's building up this picture. You're thinking it's Brian. Uh, sorry, Richard. <laughs> Fucking Brian Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you're thinking, oh, it's fucking him. But then, you know, he ends up... Uh, is it at that point where he commits suicide? He basically, you know, chucks a toaster in the bath or something to electrocute himself yeah which is weird yeah it's, i mean i'm sure there's easier ways less convoluted ways to go <laughs> but yeah i think that's at the point where she ends up she she follows the breadcrumbs again she's thinking as well it's the parents and she needs to um she needs to release the spirit release the body of this little girl and uh, so she goes, she starts uh, un- taking all the bricks down from the well. And uh, then you get a few more jump scares, don't you? Where the little girl like reaches out the water, grabs her hand. Must admit, Chris, did shit it a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I, I must admit, I- I- I'm genuinely was happy. I was watching the daytime. As I said, I really was thinking, <laughs> fuck that. Do you know what I mean? But 
I, I think as well, Dave, what's interesting is um, what, what I find really good about it is if there wasn't the whole scenario of it being on a video, this is actually cinematography-wise, and I think it's aged quite well, as in the, the, the concepts of the movie and the, and the content of it. If it was a DVD they had or a Blu-ray or you know something else or a USB probably for a computer, mm-hmm. it would it would still hold up to this day. As much as I don't like it, I think the way it's shot, it's shot quite well. And the story you could probably get away with, it probably wouldn't have got the success. I mean, it made five times its budget, 48 million. It made 248 million in the, in the cinema. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it was a massive success. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know what you think about that. But be, sadly, because it's got a video as its centerpiece, it ages it and it'll always be aged because of that, sadly. Yeah. But then you could say, well, if you watch something like Stranger Things, you know, they've got videos there, haven't they? Never watched it. it uh, well, it's, it's all set in the eighties. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. It's all set in the eighties, so <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, right. It does date it, but you're right. The cinematography is great in it. It looks great. It's very atmospheric, isn't it? The way it builds up that tension. There's a few less scares than I, I remember, and I think it should have. But then I guess you know it's just it's just building them up, isn't it? Yeah, building exactly. up those uh, those scares. So actually, when they come along, they they mean something. But um, yeah, I think she Rachel sort of realizes, doesn't she? So she gets away from the the old corpse. That the seven day deadline is actually passed, and she doesn't quite understand why. Um, but then you know, the next day she she gives Aiden. Um, a call just to say, you know, the curse has been lifted because she's li- liberated the little girl, this Samara. And then, uh... hold on. Now, had had Aiden, did Aiden watch it? He watched it because he gets the nosebleed because she comes in and says, what the hell are you watching it for? And he's like, I was bored. It's like, well, what kid would put that on and think at any point they're going to not shit themselves and run out of yeah. the room? But he sits there and watches the whole thing. Then the phone goes, doesn't it? And she knocks the phone off because yeah. he rings straight away. Now, this is... So when Aiden says, you know, he's still cursed because he's getting the nosebleed. Yeah. This is the iconic bit, isn't it? Yes. This is the bit where you see fucking Samara emerging from the well. And I've actually, Chris, I've got goosebumps now just thinking about it on such a fucking shit house. She emerges from the well and then comes out of the TV, you know, and she's all kind of dripping with water and stuff. And uh, Aiden is properly shitting it. <laughs> yep. Yep. She fucks him up, Dave. That, that, I must admit, that still gets me now because I, I forgot again, you know, because it's been so long. It's probably been 17, 18 years, literally. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this bit yeah. now. It's the way she's walking, be- crawling, because you can clearly see the actress who's playing her. She's dragging her fingernails. I bet her fingers were killing her after that. How many times he must have shot that scene from the front? It's really, it's shot really, really well. It must have yeah. been. I, I agree. I, I think so. And I think that that bit is creepy. And, and it's just the iconic, you know, that is the money shot, isn't it? That's what all the way through the movie I was kind of waiting for is something like that. But, you know, essentially, we don't get to see that much, really, you know, so she finishes off Aiden. 
and Ra- Rachel realizes, fuck, this was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but she still got old Noah. But then she realizes that the the main difference is she made a copy of the tape. So she ends up. So she gets she teaches Noah how to make a copy of the tape. And then so she can send off the tape to someone else and then the curse passes on to someone else, which is a little bit, well, obviously, you know, your priority is going to be your own son, isn't it? But it's not, it's not the most happiest of endings really, is it? You know, you just passed it on to some other poor unsuspecting twat. No, but also, Dave, as in any horror franchise, they're going to melt the arse out of it. And obviously, yeah. there is two other sequels to this on a short story. So it's like anything, in it? You, you watch stuff like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. We reviewed that, didn't we, a long time ago on this uh, podcast. And Freddy, he gets his comeuppance, but he's not dead. He just goes dormant, like any horror movie. That's all that ever happens in horror movies, don't they? Look at for- you know, Dave, Jason, Mike Myers, fucking <laughs> now, Mike Myers... I watched the last Friday the 13th in the cinema. It's ridiculous. There's no way he could have survived that. Spoilers, if anyone's not watched the latest Friday the 13th. Yeah. But these, uh, Friday the 13th, it was Halloween, isn't it? Sorry, not Friday yeah, the 13th, yeah. Halloween. Um, there's no way he could have survived the house fire. At the end, there's not a chance. But he obviously does because they filmed it and it's supposed to be coming out again this year. So I'm hmm. just amazed that they can just keep churning and milking that cow. Unbelievable. But then again, Dave, they did do something like six American Ninja films and No Shit, No Surrender, so anything's possible, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, you're right. It is all about the sequel, isn't it? And like I say, with the amount of money that it made, the first one, the, the it, it born a new franchise, didn't it? So Yeah. I think, obviously, a little bit of a shorter one today, Chris, because, I mean, ultimately... There's not that much that happens, is there? You no. know, it's quite it's quite thin on the plot. I mean, especially once you've had that reveal, once you've had that scare, there's not too many twists and turns. There's just the one big twist where you think it's the parents and then you actually find out, you know, she's uh, she's a mutant kind of thing. Like I say, a bit of an X-Men. Yep. Yeah. But... I, I, uh, Sorry, go on. No, no, I agree. There isn't. It's funny, isn't it? Because we talked more about fucking Bloodsport, and that is utterly ridiculous film, even though it's great. And we've just done Ghost Rider. I'd say on the comics in motion. I fucking loved it. You you were hoping I'd absolutely shits on it, but I absolutely loved it. You were like, <laughs> what world are we living in? That Chris looked like, you know, but that's just it. And maybe it's more than anything, Davies. You watch these sort of horror psychological thrillers. Seven was a really good movie the other week. It was a good movie. And then you watch this, and yeah, it's slightly different form factor with the mutant type creature, but the the, the beats are pretty similar, but it's just not as good. It's just not as good for me. So so maybe it's just fatigue because we've done one so close together, two different ones. They're quite similar in the way they're put together. It could be a bit. I mean, IMDb rates this at seven point one, mm. so it's it's not a bad sort of figure, is it? Seven point one. That's usually, you know, in the ballpark. There's some good movies there. Um, I think what what was it? Uh, Ghost Rider was was. I'm pretty sure was definitely less than that. Yeah, I think about <laughs> five. I think five point one. I think something I mean, like that. And and it actually rarely. Looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it, it lines up perfectly with IMDb, actually. So it's 71% there. All oh, right. That's perfect for a change. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah I, I don't think I've got too much more to say about it, Chris. No? Let's go into our review then, Dave. Yeah, let's go.
I'll go first, Dave, if you don't mind, because uh, I think on comics it was uh, you the other day. So what would say... Not my sort of movie. I do think the cinematography is very, very good in this. I think when they get it right, they get it right. The eeriness of like the cabin, the way that the, the, the practical effects are done, the way that the Samara at the end comes through the TV is very iconic, very, very good. I, I think, I kept thinking, is Pamela Anderson in this one? But I think she was in the scary movie version where they took the piss out of it, Dave, because <laughs> I kept thinking, there's no way she's in this. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's not a bad movie. I'll probably never watch it again, even if it's on TV. It's not my sort of uh, movie at all, one bit, one iota. I just think, like you said, there's not a lot to talk about. There's a lot of sort of preening and, and you're thinking something's going to happen, but you're not really on the edge of your seat as such. I didn't really buy into Naomi Watts, to be honest, as the sort of investigator, uh, even as a reporter. It just didn't seem to sit with me at all. She seemed too young, especially the kid. The kid looked about 12. She only looks like mid-20s. It's just ridiculous. So don't buy any of that. Like I say, the David Arquette ripoff, who's absolutely useless, Aiden, rubbish, absolute garbage. He was just a terrible uh, subplots of him being the kid's dad and all this fucking rubbish. It's just ridiculous. I thought the start was pretty poor. So I think, Dave, as it's a horror movie, he's going to Elm Street. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but I, I have no reason ever to go back on this movie. So I'm glad we've done it. Great difference and a, a bit of a difference from the martial arts stuff, Dave, because, you know, if I had my way, we'd be watching all sorts of martial arts shit on, on this show. <laughs> so very good choice. But uh, I'm interested to see what we go with next week. So what about yourself, Dave? Yeah, I can't really disagree with anything you've said there. I, I don't think we've called out. So it was shot in Seattle. And so obviously that's that's further up north, isn't it? It rains all the time. You know, quite a, a grim place. Birthplace of grunge, basically, in the early 90s. So I think shooting it there was quite a masterstroke because it, it adds to that dark feel. Um, I hadn't thought of the seven parallel before, but, you know, the fact that it was raining all the time, uh, you know, in seven, that was deliberately there. But shooting it in Seattle, I think you get that one for free. So I think you're right in the way that it looks and feels. I think the way the movie builds up the tension, you know, the atmospheric sound, the color palette, you know, the storyline, you know, it's a bit of an investigation. You know, it's not all just jump scares and things, I think is pretty good. But I think I wanted probably a little bit more meat on the bones. I think they've intentionally made it minimalist. Um, but then when you go back and you watch it again, and now I am seen this for for years and years now um but i was expecting you know a bit more from the story other than one major twist and you know you got these little side plot things like you say with the the kid's father so yeah it, it's honestly not great i mean like i say imdb rates it at 7.1 and i guess if you've never seen this before yeah it's not too bad but i just think things that have come after it you know have I've done it better. Like I say, I seem to remember that the grudge, you know, is, is a bit scarier and, you know, it, it, it's not as different as everything else. So that's the problem, isn't it? When you do something quite different, everyone remembers it quite well, but then you go back and it's been imitated so many times, it, it doesn't look new anymore. So I think for me, I'm going to rate it a little bit higher. Um, I am going to rate it on the horror scale. I'm not going to be in a rush, you know, to go back and watch this one at all. Uh, definitely not for a number of years now because the plot is so 
thin and the the jump scares are, are so few and far between but i think i'm going to put this one to hill valley i think there's enough in there in terms of how it looks and you know the the tension building and everything that yeah some people will will really like this one oh good stuff dave good stuff now obviously we, we... We've had uh, quite a lot of interaction. We always do with the VHS. I love it online, Dave. And uh, we've actually had a, a review sent in by, uh, I think it's from our good friend Jamie Russell, who messaged me about and give us a list of some uh, ones they want us, he wants us to review in the next few weeks. So uh, I'll read the review out first. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's Jamie because the message me said it, um, I've left your review, but it, it's from Orcadian. 1903 and it says excellent retro film podcast five out of five this is a great film podcast it really reminds me of my teenage years obsessing about uh, film particularly the action genre van damme arnie stallone willis etc all had a huge influence on my vhs years great to share this with two like-minded enthusiasts so thank you very much jamie i really appreciate that we both do uh it's just nice to get reviewing dave as well yeah i mean we we don't we don't really put much effort into promoting the vhs one do we it's just like a a labor of love it's just a passion project um but yeah if if you could throw in those reviews it's always nice and and what kind words you know it's just brilliant and rattled off some absolute superstars of the 80s there now i think when he messaged you separately he did give a a number so so for next week We'll come up with a genre, and we'll put the we'll put four options out onto Twitter, and then we'll watch whatever comes out on top of that. So we'll do that later <laughs> on today. But then after that, oh God, yeah. what? no, I'm going to love whatever movie we do because what Jamie's picked, Dave, is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, I think you will as well, to be fair. But I am really excited about some of these. <laughs> so for the week after. What are we going to do after that one? Well, Dave, I know we've talked about, like, we've done this movie, and you know I'm a coward when it comes to horror movies, but there's only one horror movie that I absolutely love and I've watched over and over, and that is Scream, Dave. I love that movie, so we're on that in two weeks' time. Yeah, no, it is good, and I I might even roll out a, a... Oh, no, it was a comics one, wasn't it? I did a comics promo with Drew Barrymore, where I, like, I was on the other end of the line, if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> might have, yeah. Might have to roll that one out again. Or maybe rewrite something, do something for uh, the VHS, maybe. Can I be true, Dave? Are you, you going to do the, hello, Sydney? I did it in my normal voice. I was like, hi, it's Dave. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, what are you cooking? She's like, yeah. popcorn. Oh, popcorn, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, good stuff, um, mate. Very good stuff. I'll have to send it to you again because I did a whole. Um, I think where so so in Scream that bit and and my stomach is dropping through the floor now. But but where he's doing the whole flirting and stuff, and he says because I want to know who I'm looking at. You know, it just my fucking stomach goes through the floor. Yeah, I think I say something about reviewing Hasselhoff's Nick Fury. <laughs> 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 Oh, I had such a good amount of fun playing with that one. What, what a movie that is, Dave, anyway. What a movie. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. No, it's a scream, so I can't wait to watch that one as well. I've not watched that one for a few years, and again, it's been parodied to death, hasn't it, and copied and imitated. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to go back to the original, and obviously you've got Courtney Cox and David Harquette in there as well. So, 
Yeah. And then we, we need to figure out our genre, don't we? But we'll do that after the recording. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, Exactly. No, thank you, Dave. And if you want to get in contact with us like Jamie has, and if you want to leave us a review, like I say, drop us a review in your podcast, catching up. At VHS Strikes Back on Twitter, we're always over there, guys. Just get give us a fire over anything, and we'll, uh, we'll love chatting about anything, whether you like, dislike, whatever we're talking about. It's always good fun. We get plenty of abuse, Dave, which I absolutely love. It's mainly aimed at me, which I absolutely love it when someone's like, Chris, you do not know what you're talking about. It's a great movie. <laughs> I just love that more than anything. And if you want to email us, the VHS strikes back at gmail.com. So Dave, thank you, my friend. It's been great today. Another good uh, review. And I cannot wait for the next couple of episodes. Okay, mate. Thank you very much, sir. And I'll speak to you next time. Bye now. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. I ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six months.